WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Frank Wolf and Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. Tom has the morning off. Our resident troublemaker, Roger Weiss, in studio, smiling with those pearly whites. Good morning, guys. Morning, y'all. Ah, that's better. Now we can. Get, that's like my coffee. Then I can start my day. Uh, let's see. We got a lot to talk about today, guys, and we are going to celebrate uh, CSP's state championship. Climber Sherman. Panama Wolfpack in studio, affectionately known as Cheese Sausage Pepperoni. And I'm going to ask uh, Chris to jump right in and tell me, tell everybody listening what you told me about uh, there's a certain emporium down in Climber now. Uh, oh, yeah, it's at- in Asheville. It's called the Asheville General Store. And they heard your radio broadcast, and now we they have a cheese, sausage, pepperoni pizza. It's called the Wolfpack Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I like Thanks, it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Outstanding. And right. I can't even take credit for that, Anthony. That's yours. If you guys could only, like, add a school with an O in it so we could say onions oh, as yeah. well, that would really top it off right. Uh, guys, news and notes. Let's get right to it. And I want to start off with this uh, shooting for a cure basketball game. It's a benefit to raise awareness and funds for breast cancer research. It'll feature the Pembroke Dragons versus Notre Dame Lady Irish Thursday, January 10th. The JV game will start at 5.30, the varsity game at 7 p.m. That'll be at Pembroke High School, and we'll give you more information as we get closer. Francis. All right. All right. From last night, Mike Lisman, the goalie for Sweet Home, made not 10, not 20, not 30, but 71 saves in their 3-2 win. Wait, 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 wait. 71, 71 saves. Yes. Did anybody play defense? <clears throat> it was a 3-2 to two hockey game. Well, I, I don't know. I didn't see How the do game, you get but... that many shots on net? <laughs> to Anthony, I think they were counting the warm-up. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot. Holy cow. I bet he slept well. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel Romanowski from Williamsville East hit the 1,000-point plateau yesterday. Congratulations to her. I was in Niagara Falls, Sony yesterday checking out the Lady Wolverines and the Lady Blue Devils. My Ken West, uh, as a Ken Moore West alumni, I decided to go up there, and it was a great time. They lost. Niagara Falls won, yeah. Niagara Falls won by two, but I'm going to tell you. Now, the Haynes family is pretty prominent at Kenmore. You know, a lot of uh, great Kenmore West stu- uh, athletes in the Haynes household, but I sure. think I found the number one. She's an eighth grader named Maria Huss. Uh, Maria Huss from Kenmore West. She might be the best of them all, and she's only an eighth grader. Derek Kramer, I understand we have some breaking news concerning the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, the Sabres today announcing that forward Patrick Berglund, who has been reported as sick and not reporting to practice recently, he's been suspended indefinitely by the team for failing to report to the organization. There is no further comment at the time from the team. Failing to, to report an injury or? Just like he's not with the team. Like he's oh, not reporting show up. to the team, yeah. Okay. All right. That's interesting. How do you not show up? Uh, one Buffalo Sabre did not show up for uh, practice. Uh, how do you say his name again? 
Patrick Berglund. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Patrick Berglund. He is Berglund. been suspended indefinitely by the Sabres. So suspended. <laughs> All right. Well, keep it locked here on WGR Sports Radio 550. I'm sure the guys will have more information as the day goes along. I um, forgot what I was going to say, Tony, so back to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, all kidding aside, we do have something serious I want to get to before we uh, welcome our guest, uh, CSP, in, uh, in in studio. Raj, you had one thing I before. just want to mention that I'm having a senior moment or senior hour, whatever you want to call it. I can't think of her last name. St. Mary's uh, of Lancaster graduate Leah Meyer, maybe, playing volleyball at Duke. She's a redshirt junior. She was named All-American. All right, pretty cool. Oh, and uh, was it one of the Rollins representing Valdesto State to, uh, today in uh, one of the college football championships, I believe, in Division Two. Rollins from they Niagara are. Falls? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. All right, guys, you've heard, and we didn't get to the news last week. I mean, we wanted to talk about it, but we ran out of time. And it's pretty much consumed most of social media, especially those of you who are on Twitter. Uh, Francis, and you know, because I know you and Frank have been really following this, and that's the story involving uh, Justin Johnson. Uh, full disclosure, Justin's dad, Damaris, is a buddy of mine. He's been in this studio many, many, many times, does wonderful things for uh, not only high school but youth athletics. And uh, break it down, Frank. What's that issue right here? I know it's an eligibility issue. So Justin Johnson started playing high school basketball as a seventh grader, which kids do. You see it in mo- more prevalent when with the girls. But once you start playing high school sports, your clock starts ticking. You have six years to compete. They are consecutive. You can't break them up if you have an injury, if you leave the country. For whatever reason, you have six years. So if you're going to start playing as a seventh grader, just know. So it's not like college. If you get hurt, you get the... No, there's no red unless you have a spot. Unless you're able to get an exemption, which he could have gotten in this case, but... Now, I understood he, that the year that he was hurt, he was homeschooled. So he, did, that doesn't count? Uh, no, that does not count because it's still consecutive. The only... Okay. What could have happened was they could have, you know, put in for a medical exemption because of the injury, but that choice was not made uh, in this case. So now, Frank, you were in court. A judge has uh, temporarily said no, but he will decide on Monday whether uh, Justin will be able to play or not. Should know late Monday afternoon, and um, I mean, it's 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 uh, it's literally a black and white case. It's. But see, the I rules don't... are there. It's, we're talking about a kid too. At the end of the day, that right. kid is the victim here. No one else is the victim other than Justin, and it's a sad, sad state of affairs. What's going on with that kid? I, Roger, you had a, a quick point. I just have a question. Sure. Does the West Seneca West football team forfeit its games? He was in seventh grade. Uh, if it's seventh grade, why could he play football this year but not basketball? That's a question I had as well, Frank. Because it is sport specific. It's sports specific. Because basketball starts at at uh, sixth grade, whereas I mean seventh grade, whereas football starts your freshman year. I don't think he played football at varsity football as a seventh grader. I think that's the no. You can't. Okay, yeah, as so far as I'm under the impression, you, you can, but it's very in, it's unheard of. Very unheard of. And I don't think he he made the basketball team, not the football team, as a seventh grader. So if you're uh, good enough to play on a football team when you're in sixth grade. You can only play up and to and through your junior year unless no, you no, sit no, out. No, a no. Year? you can no, no, no. 
Sixth grade, you can't play varsity. You can you only be play varsity. You got to be in seventh grade. Junior high, as we used to call it yeah, back in the, the day. Yeah, but the thing is, you could have a sixth grader that's older than somebody in seventh grade, and he can't play. No, you can't. You These can't, rules are. You can't. As a sixth grader, you can only play. Uh, that you can't even play modified. Even if you're good enough. Yeah. It's because it's such a rare case. You can't case. have somebody at it's, that age playing against seniors. It's exactly. It, it's such a rare case. I mean, there's one a of the reason why we why break Justin, it down in youth. One, that you would have to tear down all the all the uh, barriers at youth level if you were to take that approach. One mm-hmm. of the reasons Justin is was hurt is because he was playing up a level of competition. Now it wasn't basketball, but still, it, the rule is there to protect kids from playing against competition that's too good for them. Or if the kid's just so much bigger. I mean, you're talking about, so look at some of these kids in here. You want a seventh grader playing against that kid right there? I don't. Not in football. <laughs> you want to you want to tackle that kid as a seventh grader? I don't want it as Are an you adult. Are you out of your mind? Well, he can play basketball against him, but he can't play I, basketball. I'm just, that's why the rule is there. That's a, and, and it's not, you know, like Section 6 is saying we don't want you to play. They're not saying that. And shame on what they're doing on Twitter, which shame on Section 6. You're killing Justin's case here, pal. But I'm going to tell you this. It's a New York State rule. Section 6 is there to enforce it, and that kid is the victim. And I do feel bad for Justin, but the rule was there for a reason, and he's probably not going to play this year. And they knew that two years ago when they transferred back to West Seneca. They were sat down. They were told, you've got one year. He should have gone right back to Bishop Timon where he wouldn't have this problem. He'd be playing right now if he was still at Bishop Timon. But he left. They made the decision to go back to West Seneca West for So Monsignor Martin has why. different words. Uh, he could different be playing words. right now. Okay. So, well, here's my whole thing. You know, it, it, I know you said it's a black and white issue. And it's a kid we're talking about, so I hate if, to if, get into it. If you want to say that there's a gray issue, I think, how about having a committee? Uh, decide maybe it's a case by case. And what you do is, let's say, uh, because West Seneca West is an A school, so you have uh, four different committees, a double A committee, an A committee, a B, C, no, five, C, D. All right, so maybe Class D, like these guys here, would uh, represent, because they're, they have no vested interest. They're not playing in A school, so they could look at it objectively. And they know the, the lay of the land better. And, than, exactly. That's a so, good idea. Maybe uh, that's something to think of uh, down the road, but uh, I hope it all works out. Uh, you know, not only for the Johnson family, you want to see Justin out and there for West Seneca West. You know, I just hope to. I hope it all works out. But I agree with you. Rules are rules, and maybe it's something that you could uh, address. Hey, petition, petition the rule to be changed, Tony. That's something that they should have been doing two years ago when they found out when they were sat down in the eighties office and they said flat out, "You got one year." Right then and there, you start. You should have started petitioning. Why would you wait to the last second? I hear you. Roger. Just so for the record, uh, you know, I'm not ragging on Section Six for enforcing the rule. I'm ragging on New York State saying their rules are just like half their other oh. rules. They're crazy. Raj, we can go. We can do a whole couple shows on on uh, what we think of New York State's rules, and I'm sure a lot of coaches are going, oh, yeah, let them have it. Uh, Derek Kramer, before we get to our guest, uh, we do want to remind folks that Sal Capaccio is out on remote, and he will be checking in. Uh, you were talking, telling me about, you don't just trust anybody to get your, shapes, your skates sharpened. Go to uh, the best. Yeah, and also, I mean, Buffalo Sports, by the way, it's free skate sharpening, so you can't really pass that up. Um, so, not to mention, they take care of you. They've got a lot of nice equipment down there at Buffalo Sports, uh, especially 
for someone like me who started playing hockey only four years ago, it was a nice way to get started because hockey stuff can be expensive. Oh, yeah. yeah. And as uh, Sal mentioned earlier, lacrosse season, uh, you know, you're going to get training for that. So you're going to need equipment. Go out there and stop by and say hello to Sal. Of course. And Sal's out there. He's going to be, you know, checking in during the breaks here. And then, of course, broadcasting live as Sports Talk Saturday gets started at 11. Thank you very much, buddy. Anthony, what we have to pay for... Uh... Uh, a hockey stick in this day, day and age. I could have, you know, back in my day, I could have got a best pair of skates out there. I think I used to pay like eight dollars for a stick for a uh, uh, you know, Cooper or a Coho. So much. Yeah. The yeah. Z bubble. Yeah. Baby. <laughs> the Z bubble. <laughs> a straight blade. When I was a kid, the Z bubble, the two piecer. That oh man. <laughs> the Easton Z bubble. Yeah, the Easton. Straight blade. That's right. <laughs> Don Luce never used the curved stick. No, he had the straight stick. I remember. All right. Congratulations to Climber Sherman Panama. As I said, affectionately known as Cheese Sausage Pepperoni, the Wolf Pack number one in New York State, thirteen and O. Head coach Ty Harper and coach Chris Payne and uh, and coach. Uh, I'm sorry. Vodemer. Vodemer, okay. Uh, Vodemer is here, and we're going to talk about this team. Let's start with uh, Coach Harper. I'm looking at your results. You guys weren't barely tested. One game, I guess you guys were a little bit close with uh, Maple Grove in a 25-20 to win. That was in early October. That's it. You guys weren't tested at all this year. Going into the season, did you feel like you had this type of, uh, of a team? Well, uh, you know, we we appreciate the kind words there, but uh, you know, to be honest, we, there were games where uh, it, it was probably a lot tighter than than maybe it looked. I know in the, the first half of our second game against Salamanca, uh, they played us pretty tough. I know the end result there, I think it was forty to nothing. It, it probably looked like a blowout, but they played us pretty tough. Um, you know, in the in the state playoffs, uh, certainly the state championship game with Mariah. I think all of our guys in studio would agree that was a very physical game for us, and we really didn't pull away until the fourth quarter. Um, so I, I would say that that some teams certainly um, tested us. But uh, to answer your question about about what we thought coming in, um, we we knew uh, that we we had something pretty special. Probably uh, probably as early as June, I would say. Um, we we do an annual seven on seven tournament over at uh, Southwestern High School in Jamestown, and uh, I, I was pretty blown away uh, pulling up to the facility. I saw that I had. I think I had 16 or 17 kids warming up on the field before I got there, and, and we've never had that before. So uh, to see that as early as June, I think we knew that we had a we had a pretty nice group coming in. How was the uh, the off-season workouts? I mean, did you have a lot of kids uh, showing up, putting in the time in the weight room, doing the things that you guys as coaches asked of them to do? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I would say more so last year than we've ever had before. Um you know, and it's tough for us too because as a as a small school, as as three small schools, most of our kids are multiple sport athletes. They play basketball in the winter. A lot of them, um, you know, they wrestle, they run track and field, they play baseball in the spring. So getting everybody together sometimes is is a challenge from the three schools. But we did have really good participation in our off season program last year, and I think. You know, the results show that. So many don't understand the importance. That's why I asked this question, because I really try to pound home how important it is to put in the time in the off season if you want to have a season like you guys did. Raj, can you imagine that? If you if you go in and you work out and you do the things that the coaches ask in the off season, it translates into a winning season. Wow, mind blown. 
What a what a radical concept. Come radical. on, Anthony. They're out of anyway, my question, and you started me right on it. You mentioned the combination of three schools. How difficult of it of is it too early in the morning for me to talk correctly? How difficult is it for coaches to in one school district to get a good turnout in attendance and you know, Chris and Coach, you have to do it with three different schools, not only, well, the practices, that's my next question, but to get them all together from three different school districts. And you know what? I drove from, uh, on the way back from Clymer, I think I went past Sherman and Panama. I swear he went by way of Olean, but that's how long I seem to be in the car. But just to get all these kids to come together for off-season workouts, uh, I'm just blown away by yeah, it. Yeah, that has to be a logistic nightmare. How do you coordinate three schools to get the information out as to, you know, how, okay, we're having a, pr- a practice, we're having a meeting, we're going to be in the weight room on this day. Uh, how did you guys communicate? Well, I'll, I'll defer this question over uh, to, to Coach Payne and Coach Bodemer as well. Um, I think social media has done a pretty good job for us. Uh, you know, we've got, we've got groups on Twitter. Um, we do a lot of group text messaging, you know, guys, we need you at, at this school at this time. Uh, we're going to do some seven on seven for an hour and then get in the weight room afterward. Um, I think social media has helped us a lot in that respect, but I'll, I'll kick it over to coach Payne and coach Bodemer and get their insight on it. I, it, it is. That's probably the most challenging part of the merges. Oh, wait the, a minute. The logistics a, of a, it. a text just coming in. It is to Chris from brother Frank. I was in studio first. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I guess Frank wanted to chime in. Uh, Frank, I don't think you want to stay championship, though. <laughs> oh, dunk. Oh, Frank, you walked right into that one. Uh, I'm just kidding. He didn't text that in, but Anthony, I'm sure he's listening. Anthony, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, announce, just so you know, you'd be mad if I never told you this. Chris is the son of a Kensington graduate. Oh, man. <laughs> and we still have him in studio. That's okay. That's okay. No. Uh, how was it to coordinate the uh, Well, the I was going to say, uh, Coach Harper uh, came up with this idea about having uh, workout teams. So we had six coaches on staff. We have uh, six different teams. So we meet at a Mexican restaurant in December. We all draft our players, and then we have a, have a workout co- competition. So each month, how many workouts they get in a month if they're on the honor roll, if they're in a sport, they get points. They go to camps and clinics, and they get points for that too. So we have a big uh, competition until July. I like so that, that was, a, was a lot. Yeah. That's I'm excellent. disappointed, Anthony. I was never invited to cover these meetings at the Mexican <laughs> restaurant. I, I think we're going to have to find a way to get our, ourselves uh, in there. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, talk a little bit more with the coaches, and then you guys are going to introduce the players who we have in studio because I know you guys are all headed to uh, Dick Gallagher's banquet today, which is a, a great time. So we'll be back with more Inside High School Sports. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Calagier here with Frank Wolf, Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. Roger Weiss is here as well as we congratulate Clymer Sherman, Panama Wolfpack on their state championship. Coach Harper, Coach Payne, Coach Bauer in studio. Uh, we talked about during the break uh, how you guys got together, getting the kids together. The ways that you guys do to get them together is unique. Like you said, through social media, hashtag practice, hashtag weight room, you know, horns, uh, I don't know, claws out, whatever, teeth out, whatever. 
the, you know, they, they uh, gets them going and uh, hashtag. What's the name of that place? Asheville <laughs> <laughs> General. Asheville General. Asheville General Store. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's the one I want to get. I, I'd I'd go on Twitter for that one. <laughs> now, you guys, you know, there's more to high school football than just showing off for practices and things like that. You also have to get on them for academics. Are you three gentlemen able to monitor them? Monitor them academically during the year. Well, that's that's part of the off-season competition too. Is um, we award points for making honor roll, merit roll. Um, so there's an incentive for performing well in the classroom. We also get the annual five-week ineligibility list, so we can get on a kid if uh, maybe they're not doing what they're supposed to do in the classroom. So we we try and keep as as much of a handle on that as possible. But our, we're lucky; our kids have really done a pretty good job of policing themselves, to be honest. That's important. If you got, uh, especially your seniors, they're able to step up in a leadership role and, and guide the younger guys. That's fantastic because that, you know, that sets tradition. And those younger guys, when they become seniors, they do the same thing. You guys are way ahead of uh, the game there. Well, yeah. Again, and we've been we've been fortunate. You know, when your when your best players are also your best leaders, you've you've got something pretty special, and that's kind of what we're seeing right now. You guys, as I mentioned, thirteen and zero, number one ranked team in New York State. Uh, I'm sure Catarog's Little Valley doesn't want to see you guys again forever. I mean, in a two week span, you guys beat them sixty seven to nothing. Then you throw fifty four that you scored on them earlier. That's uh, pretty decisive. So, uh, you guys dominated Class D without question. I'll throw some stats out, Raj and Frank and Francis. One hundred and fifty six receiving yards. Per game, 230 rushing yards per game, 75 touchdowns on the season, 43 sacks, 19 picks. Man, have a year, guys. You know, when I was looking, um, I did the game for NFHS, and um, you know, they were asking me what were the keys to the game for Mariah, and I was thinking, punt. Uh, how do you stop them? Yeah, punt. I was thinking, well, stop Barmore. And then you got to stop the run, and it was just one of those things where there's such Pick a poison. balanced offense. Do you guys did you see yourselves more as a passing team, running team, or do you really see yourselves as a, a, a balanced offense that can do anything at will? Well, I, th- I think our offensive philosophy is is do whatever works. If uh, we're in a game and we feel like we can run the ball fifty times down a team's throat, we're going to run the ball fifty times down a team's throat. If we feel like we've got a, a mismatch one-on-one on the outside and we usually do um we feel like a coach is smiling yeah we like that <laughs> we feel like we can do that too um so you know we, we're really just going to do whatever we feel is going to give us the best chance of winning the game and unfortunately we had a lot of really good players this year well it usually and i preach this over and over and over and they don't get enough credit starts with the offensive line yeah absolutely we had, we had a great offensive line coach Payne did a great job coaching them up this year um, coming into the season, it's, it's funny. A lot of people uh, asked, I think, all of us on the coaching staff, you know, what are you going to do about your offensive line? And uh, I, I thought they performed very well this year. And, and I think our backs and our and our receivers would tell you it, it absolutely starts up front. Our, our offensive line did a great job. Chris, did he uh, get Frank's permission to say that? <laughs> no, Anthony, you mentioned stats. And one thing I want to bring up, and I'm not sure, is there a procedure on this? Were the yards that Cam got receiving in the state semi, were those officially correct? And if so, how do you go about making sure? Because according to the program I had, 
he set the state record for receiving yards in a, I don't know if it's a playoff game or something like that, but whatever the total was that I heard he had, it exceeded what was in that program on the state semi. How do you, is there some way you could look into that and make sure that next year's program he's recognized? Uh, this this would be our first rodeo with something like that, so I don't know what the procedure uh, would be to to get that moving. But yeah, those those stats are correct. We should mention something today to Ken Stoll to see what would that would take to have that done. Raj will right. lead the charge. All right, let's uh, coach. Why don't you introduce some of the guys that we have here today, and uh, let's get to know the uh, team. Uh, sure. Okay, from uh, left to right, we've got Derek Eklund, uh, senior running back, linebacker. Uh, All right, Derek, come on in, grab a seat. All right, Derek, tell us a little bit about yourself. First of all, welcome to the program, and congratulations. Get up to the microphone. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm a senior from uh, Panama and played running back and linebacker for the team. What's it like uh, combining with other schools uh, to put put together a team? Well, at first, I'm sure the first, first few years it was tough to get you know the kids kind of like grow a relationship, but... I grew really close to these boys, and I, I'm proud to say they're, they're my brothers. That's outstanding. Uh, type of season that you had, obviously, you know, successful. Uh, are you still on cloud nine? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but I'm on to the next sport right now in wrestling, so just kind of focused on that. How's wrestling going? Uh, right now, I haven't wrestled yet because I, I banged my shoulder up a little bit, been doing physical therapy on it, and I'll be back Monday wrestling. So. What weight class? 145. All right. How are you projected to do this year? How um, do you think you do? I, I think I can be top two in the section. All right. So go on to states. Yes, sir. All right. Fantastic, Roger. Anthony, 145. That's disgusting. I don't think I weighed one four, uh, less than 145 when I was in kindergarten. <laughs> I think I was in seventh grade and I, I weighed that. But anyway, I would like to eat. But congratulations Thank on you. an outstanding season and uh, best of luck this wrestling. And what are you going to do in the springtime? Up. Anything? Plan on any other sports? Maybe, maybe track. I was thinking about running track with Cameron, but okay. I want to start lifting a lot and getting ready for college football. What do you plan on going, or any idea? Well, I really want to go to Brockport or maybe even Alfred State. All right, cool. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you. All right, Coach, what do we have next? Sure. Um, Coach Bodemer just made a really good point uh, talking to me, too, and I think this is an important part of our success. All these guys in the studio, um, even though they're, they're from their individual schools, they've only played for CSP. And I think once we started to have kids in our program that knew nothing other than CSP, I think that's when we kind of took off. So I think that's a really good point that Coach Bodemer just made kind of in between there. All right, I'll, I'll introduce our next guy. We got Cameron Barmore, who's a junior, wide receiver, defensive back. A very big defensive back. <laughs> Is your size, uh, do you feel that you're, especially at Class D, your size is definitely, I uh, feel like it's an advantage? Yeah, it helps. I Tell mean, everybody how tall you are. I'm 6'4". How much do you weigh? 185. So definitely good size. So you get that, uh, you know, toss the ball up and go get it type uh, play? Yep. You had a couple of catches in the state semifinal that really stood out where you went up and made those plays. Can you walk me through? Uh, there was the one catch uh, that you just leaped over the player and got, I think it was in the second quarter. Um, Garrett threw it up, trusted I'd go get it, and just out-jumped him. 
Now you being at a junior, you're going to be the uh, the big man. Well, both <laughs> you're going to be the big man next year. It's going to be on your shoulders now to guide uh, the younger guys coming up. Are you ready for that challenge? Yeah, um, I feel like they look up to me and Garrett, and we can do a good job showing them what they need to be doing and get them ready. Well, it starts, as we mentioned in the beginning of the show, with the off-season training. You're going to be able to lead them, get on social media. Hey, guys, we're going to be here this day doing this and you know, get your grade up because we want all on a roll. Yeah. All right. I like that a lot. Uh, I know you're only a junior, but do you have any plans or are you starting to think about college already? Um, I've thought about it. I want to play football, but not sure where. Hmm. Anybody coming to look at you yet? I've got some letters. Interest? Do you want to say who? Um, Harvard. Ooh. Um, now, isn't that kind of overdoing it? <laughs> Academics and football. I he's, mean, come on. He's got one from Yale sitting on my desk, too. So that's, that's oh, the truth. man. <laughs> Anthony, I have a quick question for the coach. I don't know which one of you coaches are in charge of defense. I do defense. He does the defensive backs. Okay, then I would direct it to the defensive back coach. If the shoe's on the other foot and you got a – you're trying to defend against a six-four receiver like that. Is it, don't you have some kind of set rule? Says, look, if you're beat more than twenty yards down the field, you know, just tackle just, him, just kick him, whatever it takes, so he don't catch the ball because it's only fifteen yards. I can't believe as this many. This has been a pet this, peeve of Raj for a long oh, this time. Is by not, the way. This is not this is not the NFL where the spot of the foul dictates where the uh, ball will be placed. If you get tackled 50 yards down the field, it's only a 15-yard penalty. Do you teach? Do you think about teaching uh, that? My, my, my suggestion would be, uh, in Cam's case, no, just let him go. That, that's okay. Now, the way I would teach it, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's hard. If you got, he's got a height advantage on everybody. They try to jam him. He's physical. He gets off the jams pretty well. Um, and, when you know, when in doubt, just toss it up there because he, he high points the ball very well. So, I mean, it has got to be frustrating to coach against, you know. Do you teach your defensive like backs to jam? Do you want them jamming? We don't do a, a lot of jamming. Um, you know, we'll, we'll disguise coverage a little bit. I mean, it, it is an individual thing, what you see on film. Um, you know, our biggest thing is we keep the ball in front of us, you know, and, and sometimes kids, you know, at a young age, when they go to jam, they lunge. And now mm-hmm. they're off balance, and you're beat off the line of scrimmage as far as that goes. Well, technique is difficult to teach for defensive backs. For some reason, it seems like uh, at the high school level, a lot of kids struggle playing DB, uh, whether it's when they have to knowing when to turn their hip and go stride for stride, when to look back, when to reach up, things like that. Well, and in Class D, you don't see a lot of throwing sometimes. Depending on who you're playing, I mean, some you know we're we're fortunate. We can we can throw the ball, we can run the ball. So in practices, our DBs see a lot of throwing. Okay. So we do, and, and they they get it from you know we have you know good quarterbacks, we have a good set of receivers, so they're going against some good competition. You know, it, it's not like they're going against ninth graders type of thing. But our, in the case, go ahead. But in the case that you have a five eight five nine guy covering a six foot four and uh, uh, the six four. Uh, player that you're defending is 30 yards downfield. Uh, either yeah. you're counting on him to drop the pass. I say tackle him and take a 15 we, yard penalty. We, we would we tell Cam. We we told Cam this at the beginning of the season too. Expect a lot of. Uh, you're not going to get the flag. You're a big guy. They're not going to give you the break if you've got six inches on a kid. So expect it to be physical. I would expect teams to play him very physical and try to get away with some tugs and some arm grabs. All right, who do we have next, Coach? 
Uh, next up is our middle linebacker, Robbie Overton. All right, Robbie, welcome to the program. Congratulations. Middle linebacker is a lot of fun to play because you get to do the thumping. Uh, what did you like best about playing D? Um, well, I didn't get to run the ball as much this year, so I was just a defensive player. So Take it the, out on the, run, the opposing running back. It was back. very sure. important to be part of the defense and be a captain. You call the signals? Yes, I do. Okay, you get them fired up in the huddle? Yeah. Is uh, they respond? Obviously, they respond. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was good to be one of the main parts of my defense, I guess, and just knowing that I was a big part of that. What uh, on any given play? What's your first read on defense? Fullback. Fullback. What he's going to do, where he goes, and then that uh, dictates to where you go. You guys spent a lot of time on assignments, going yes. over, shouted out while you, you know, the play's going, pointing. Communication is such a big part of football, and it seems like you guys do that very well. Yeah, um, coach just told us to, I don't know, just give it your all, and I don't know, just I just play with my heart. I don't know. What are your plans after high school? Uh, I haven't been thinking about playing college football in uh, Alfred State or Morrisville or JCC or ECC. Oh, ECC, great program there. You get to, get to stay local. All right, uh, Coach, who else do we have? We get, oh, no, we've got to take a break. When we come back, we'll get, uh, get some more of the guys in there as they're getting ready to head out to Dick Gallagher's banquet today. We are celebrating the state championship of CSP. More Inside High School Sports coming up next. Welcome back to Inside High School Sports. One last segment, and then Sports Talk Saturday follows us. Sale on location. 7 o'clock, you have Sabres and Washington. So go get them, Sabres. All right, guys, we are talking with uh, Climber Shermer, Panama, as we congratulate them on the state championship. Uh, Coach Harper, who do we have next? Uh, next up, we got Michael Beatman. He's a senior running back, linebacker. All right, Michael, welcome to the show. Congratulations. Thank you. What do you like better, running back or uh, linebacker? Uh, running back. Yeah? Yeah. Why is that? Um, get touched the ball. Everyone likes that. <laughs> I don't know. Simple, I kind of like playing linebacker better than fullback because yeah. I get to deliver the hits. Both sides is fun, especially running the ball. Someone comes at you, you can put your head down and run them over. It's, it's just like linebacker. Well, you don't you have... want to lead with your head. It's heads up. <laughs> Remember that. You know, hawk tackling. Two. That sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, who, who would you say was your toughest opponent this year? Who mm. who had you worried the most? Definitely Mariah in this um, championship game because like we came out and very first time I touched the ball, I got rocked like hard. So That's like, like a wake up call. Yeah, I was Hello. like, <laughs> we're in this wow. game. Yeah, they came out and they definitely punched us back. And then after that, after half, third quarter we were still struggling a little bit, but fourth quarter we just started playing. Michael, are you going to remember your last high school football play for the rest of your life? Tell them yeah. about it. Uh, pick six. Um, yeah, they were, they threw my way like three times in a row. The first time I almost had an interception. Second time the kid dropped it, and third time I was like, "Hello, throw my way." Yeah. Literally sealed the yeah. deal for the state championship right here. This kid's pick six. I mean, it was a tight game. They did fight face adversity throughout much of that game. I mean, you know, Cam and Garrett had a great game. Derek did very well, but Michael's pick six, and he had. Two interceptions that game? 
No, just no, one. Just, just the one pick yep. six? So what you like the you hero do? in uh, class? No. <laughs> he had the, weren't you involved with the uh, hook and ladder play? No, that was Damn. John Swabek. All right, I'm going to give up. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking of uh, after high school? Uh, I'm definitely playing college football. I want to go to either Cortland or Brockport. Okay, two really good schools. Uh, penciled in running back or linebacker, or yeah. you don't care which one you play? No, I as long just as you get play. on the field. Yeah. All right, good job. Anything? Any uh, idea what you want to major in? Uh, I want to be a gym teacher. Okay, Cortland's the place for that. Then yeah. you get into coaching, and uh, you know that's a, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, nerve wracking. You probably lose your <laughs> hair over it, but that's all right. That's okay. It's worth it. All right, coach. Who do we have next? Uh, next up, we've got Big Steve Ryan, who uh, played defensive tackle for us this year. All right, Steve, congratulations and welcome to the program. Thank you. Defensive lineman, are you inside or outside? Inside. What gaps do you uh, normally, what's your assignments? Uh, I control A and B gaps. A and B? Yeah. All right. Do you line right up uh, over the uh, player and then go uh, play in that gap, or do you line up in a gap? I line up in a gap. Okay. Rip move, swim move, bull rush, what do you like best? Uh, I like the spin move. Spin move? Yeah. Engage, turn, and... Yeah. All right. Do you like to shut up the offensive lineman to think you're going to go one yeah. way and then go the other? Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, t- your toughest opponent? Would, would you say Mariah? No. Uh, I thought Tyago was pretty tough for me. What, what was it about them that that was tough? Their size? Or? Yeah, they're pretty big and physical. Strong. When you guys go up and see a team, like, is for me from coaching, it seemed like every week I coach, the other team's always bigger. Is that like for you guys? You look across the field like. Man, they're big. Yeah. And get yourselves motivated to go and play them. Yeah. All right, cool. How did you handle going from, you know, in the regionals and the state semifinal? You blew out teams that were, what, two, number two ranked, number three ranked, and then all of a sudden you're in the state final and it's a, kind of a close game for a while. Were you expecting that or? I was. I knew they were going to be a good team, good competition. It was, it was, it was definitely tougher. Do you guys at class, uh, especially in class D, is there a lot of hand-to-hand combat uh, in the trenches? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of hand-to-hand combat. Do you work on that in the off season? Yeah, yes. Get your speed up, hands yep. up. I'm seeing a lot of uh, linemen now that are working with mixed martial artists, uh, maybe uh, you know kung fu. I took kung fu when I was a kid, so it was good with your hands. Is that you want to swat down, swat up, whatever the case may be? Yeah, yeah. All right, Coach, who do we have next? All right, last but not least, we got Garrett Hinsdale, who's our junior quarterback. All right, Garrett, congratulations. Thank Welcome you. to the program. Thank you. Obviously, being the QB, there's a lot of pressure on you. How did you deal with the pressure this year? Um, it really started in the offseason, like you said before in the beginning of the show. It really started in the offseason to uh, get used to my receivers, especially Cameron and uh, John Swabek and um, Zavon Overton and all them, and Chance to uh, get used to them, get, build chemistry with them, and that, that really took the pressure off me to know that I can trust those guys. How much did you work on mechanics? I work I work on mechanics really all year round. Um, For a quarterback, year, it's the biggest thing. Right, yeah. Football now for me is an all year all, all all-around sports all year and um i went to 10 college camps last year um to work on all my mechanics and i uh i work with coach john kinder who used to play at syracuse university and um i really work on mechanics all summer and then i and then i uh i build off of it uh in the, in the season is this type of deal where you would learn something maybe it's hand placement by the ear hole and in release point and then add, the more you work at it the more natural it becomes right yeah so i would i would Normally, I start start with simple mechanics in the summer, and then I would build with Coach Kinder. I build off that towards the 
uh, the end of the summer, and then I would build off more of that towards the uh, beginning of the year and towards the end of the year. How tough is it to uh, get footwork down? Um, it's the most important part to be a quarterback. Oh, sure. Um, to get your body aligned and be able to throw in tight windows, and uh, it's it's really just the most important part of being a quarterback. How about, uh, you know, not that this probably ever happened, but maybe you throw an interception in a game to be able to bounce Anthony back from that. Anthony said the I word. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's huge. If you if you can't bounce back from an interception, it's uh, it really brings your, as a quarterback, I, in my opinion, it brings your entire team down. And uh, I think it's important for me as a leader on the team to uh, – to bounce back after an interception. Especially with your body language. You have to be able to demonstrate head up and show that you still have the confidence. If you're the type of player putting your head down, coach is smiling right now. Yeah. Garrett, what's the most important throw? The next throw. There you go. Perfect. What was it like to work with guys like Cole Snyder and uh, Connor Desiderio from Maryville over uh, these past two years? They they really have been a big help, especially Cole. He um, He's normally at all of, all of my uh, workouts with Kinder, and he really – I look up to him as a quarterback now being going D1 to Rutgers, and uh, he he really has helped me uh, evolve as a quarterback, and he it gives me good competition during those workouts. My father-in-law is going to be so happy to hear him going to Rutgers. <laughs> Guys, I can't thank you enough for uh, joining us in studio, and once again, huge congratulations. That's going to do it for us. Derek Kramer, thank you. We'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports.